time to take the next step with Looney Libis. Now, Apple's the easy one. Let's move over to another of the giant tech giants. Let's go over to Google. So what's Google doing? Well, Google is offering a whole lot of services to us for free. So as customers, seemingly customers, we're really happy, right? We can go and search the internet for free and we can, we can get a map for free. We have free email. We have free YouTube videos. Like everything that's given to us is free. And they do that because we're not actually the customers, right? We're the product. This is where it gets a little odd and it gets a little creepy. So we are not Google's customers. This is why you can't call Google when you have a problem or you can't even find an email address to call them or to email them when you have a problem because we're not their customers. They're not serving us. We're, we're actually serving them. Their customers are the advertisers who are buying Google ads. And maybe you're blind to it, uh, and I'm blind to it. I don't see the ads very often. But the ads are there, and the ads are paying for everything that Google provides us for free. The audience, and we're the audience here, is the product. That's what I mean by we're the product. And the customers are the advertisers. And so the problem that Google is having is twofold. One, they are so dominant in the industry because of this virtuous cycle that they set up, that they give us great products, therefore everybody flocks to them, therefore all the advertisers flock there. And that all sounds fine, and, and it is fine. Now, the problem with Google is that they are trying to maximize the amount of money they can extract from those advertisers. And what Google has chosen in order to do that is to maximize the information they know about us, the users of the system, and then to share that information with those advertisers. And so it starts to creep in on creepiness, it starts, definitely starts to creep in on privacy issues, and it doesn't have to. There's nothing in this system that Google has set up that requires them to know so much about us or requires them to sell this information to third parties, to advertisers. They could simply stop at where we live, so they could sell access to us based on our zip code, or maybe even just state. They don't even have to go down to the level of zip code. They don't need to know whether we're male or female. They don't need to know our age. They don't need to know whether we're going on vacation tomorrow. They don't need to read our email in order to sell access to advertisers. They do all these things, though. They, they do have this information, and they do, in fact, read our email in order to maximize the targeting of advertising. What's really interesting is if they, if they didn't have the ethos that they needed to maximize their revenues, and again, there's nothing in the law that says a company has to maximize its revenues. It can simply say, I've had enough, that, that I'm profitable enough. And there's a great example of a company that has done this. It's called Craigslist. And Craigslist is not some obscure website. It is a top 10 website in the United States and a few other countries as well. And what sets Craigslist apart from Google, miles apart, is that its founder, Craig, said... I don't need to maximize the revenue off of Craigslist. He said, in fact, I just need to earn enough running this service that most of it can be free. And so on Craigslist, last I checked, the only two things that they charged money for were apartment listings in New York and job listings. And everything else on the entire site is free 
because it can be free, because Craig said that's enough. And rather than like Google hiring more and more and more people every year, Craigslist runs on like 30 people. It's a, it's a top 10 website in the United States with like 30 employees and tens and millions of revenue, plenty of revenue to cover the, the costs of those 10 employees and more, money left over so that Craig actually works on nonprofit things now. It's a website that really hasn't changed much in the last 20 years and yet still dominates in most everything that it does. It shows that there's a very different way to do business, which is to set a limit and say, I, I reached the limit, I have enough money, I'm providing a good enough service. And it's not like Craigslist has never been competed against either. There's a great picture out there on the internet showing a hundred different startups that have all tried to nip away at Craigslist and very few of them have succeeded at it. Craigslist does a really nice job at what they do. And Google, if they had stopped at a thousand employees and said, well, our search engine is doing quite well. It's at you know, 65% in the US and, and 90% everywhere else. And that's good enough. And our map product is number one and our mail product is number one. And we're just gonna sell an ad on the top of each page. Or our Google always liked auctions, so we're going to auction one ad per page. They could have done that and still been a multi-billion dollar company. And again, if they had done that and stopped, then no one in Washington and no one in the EU, and the EU has fined this company billions of dollars so far, no one would be complaining. But wait, you might say, what about Android? Android has totally changed mobile. And, and yes, you're right. But also keep in mind, Google acquired Android. Right? Google didn't create Android from scratch. It acquired a company called Android. And if it were making billions of dollars, it still could have done that. And it could have taken it really simply, like it's free if you put Google search on it and Google ads on the phone, because ultimately Google makes money on ads, right? Not on search. And it could have just done that and left the rest of it free to the world to do whatever they wanted. Or it could have said, no, no, it's it's a dollar a phone. It's it's the cheapest option. Right at the time, it was competing against things like Symbian, which were which were many many dollars per phone. It could have just gone cheaper and said it's a dollar per phone, and if you want, you can put Google Search on it. Or what they did for a while was we'll even pay you to put Google Search on it. It's it's free to use any way you want. Or Samsung, it's a dollar to you per phone if you put Android on your phones if you put Google search on it, because then we're going to earn a lot more than a dollar. So we'll share a dollar back to you. And so they did all these tactics and more. And really, the flaw in Android at the moment, which the government hasn't picked up on yet, is that it's a spying device. It's, it's a device that's always sending its location back to Google at all times that people can't opt out of. That if anything, the Android phone feels like the anti-privacy device, that, that Google is watching you at all times if you're using one of their devices, which may or may not be true, but that's what it feels like, and that's where Google's going wrong. If they were the type of company that I'm talking about here, like the Craigslist type of company, then you would trust them, and you would love them, and you would want to do business with them, and you'd want to do more business with them, because they were looking out for your interests. But they're not. <laughs>